Welcome into another bonus edition of Fantasy Football Today. DFS here to preview the two-game slate on Monday. Shout out to those watching us live on the FFT YouTube channel and for those listening on demand. As always, Frank Sample joined by Mike McClure and Sienna Jad, who graciously held down the hosting duties for me while I battled the flu last week. So everyone, please stay safe out there. It's crazy times, obviously, and we're heading into the holidays. So again, just stay safe. Uh, we'll have our recap pod later in the week, but what's going on, Sia? Give us a sneak peek. How has your week 15 been thus far? It hasn't been great. I'm wearing black for a lot of my teams. In fact, all my teams that didn't have Mark Andrews, uh, that's that's why I'm wearing black today, tonight. Uh, I'm sorry, bud. Uh, Mike, you were all over Mark Andrews, so kudos to you. Uh, and I know you guys spoke about this last week, but in case anybody missed it, can you explain again uh, just what makes the two-game slate so unique and how it, it might be similar to Showdown in some ways, in any ways, if it actually is? Yeah, no, I'll start with Mark Andrews because I love the guy. Uh, two weeks in a row definitely was uh, led to a lot of profitability for me. So uh, fortunately, he was able to get that done. But as far as the two-game slate, major difference. Uh, you would think it's kind of similar to a showdown slate, and there are some similarities, but the major differences are on this slate, you are strictly tied to the normal full slate roster construction, meaning even though there's two games, we still must play a tight end. You must play two running backs. You can only play one quarterback. That's obviously a huge difference because a lot of showdown slates, you want to play both of the quarterbacks in them. Uh, and then you must play a defense. So you're it's smaller player pools. You can do different things like showdown slates in terms of leaving a lot of additional salary on the board. Uh, you know, I can tell you in some of these, if I'm multi-entering tomorrow, um, I'll probably leave three to $4,000 worth of salary on the table in a few of them, uh, just because the probability with two games on the slate, like there are a pretty significant number of simulations, if you will, that Jakeem Grant at near minimum salary outperforms Justin Jefferson or Hunter Renfro at a much, much higher price point. So those are the things that you get to build for a lot more on a two-game slate than you would on, say, a, even a nine, a smaller nine-game slate like we're coming off of today. All right. Interesting. Uh, so don't be afraid to leave some salary on the table, especially if you're playing um, you know, a lot of lineups on this two-game slate. Let's jump right into the games. The Raiders are at the Browns. The Browns are three-point favorites with a 41-point total here. Yes, there are some things still up in the air. Uh, some players could come off the COVID list on Monday afternoon, but the timing just kind of set up where this is the best time for me to record. Uh, so, unfortunately, this is where we're at. The Raiders, Darren Waller, middle linebacker Denzel Perryman, and cornerback Trayvon Mullen have been ruled out in this game. Defensive end Carl Nassib is questionable. Again, the Brens, uh, the Browns still have 23 players on the COVID list. 23, including Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and Case Keenum. They did get their right guard, Wyatt Teller, back uh, from that list on Sunday. There's a chance that more players, again, could be activated uh, Monday afternoon. Baker Mayfield has been asymptomatic, and if he tests negative on Monday, then he should be able to play. So just keep all these things in mind, and I'll give these guys some hypothetical situations. We'll talk it out. Um, so let's jump right into the Brown side of things. Let's, as of now, assume that Baker Mayfield is not going to play in this game. See, we will start with you. Are you interested in any of these value plays? We have Nick Mullins at 4,900. Uh, obviously, Nick Chubb is not a value, but he is 7,900 on this slate. Dearness Johnson, I know he's a name that you guys mentioned last week. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is 4,200. Seems like he'll be the wide receiver one here. And then David Njoku is 3,600 on what appears to be a pretty weak tight end slate. What do you think about the Brown side? 
Yeah, well, as far as the tight ends go, it's obviously going to be a slate where punting at tight end makes a lot of sense. So, you know, David Njoku, especially if Hooper's not back, is certainly a, a strong, you know, it's a low floor, but high upside play. I don't mind him. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones, people will be kind of squeezing into their lineups because of his price point. It's just going to be a convenient way to just slide in your last player. He's the number one wide receiver due to the injuries and the COVID issues. So um, the, the main, by the way, I don't know that it matters if, Baker Mayfield comes back. And I'm not trying to be insulting to Baker Mayfield, but I don't really think it changes how you analyze the Browns. So I don't think that news is super high impact. I'm going to be playing Nick Chubb. I think a lot of people are going to be playing Nick Chubb. Um, the cool thing about him is Kareem Hunt is out, but even when Kareem Hunt was playing, he was still seeing an, a small uptick in targets. So I think we can expect four to six targets from him kind of minimum with with Kareem Hunt out. I know Dearness Johnson is, is is in that backfield as well, but I also expect him to dominate the rushing attempts. And what I mean by that is I expect him to get somewhere between, I don't know, 20 and 25 touches in total, I think is actually kind of conservative. I think he's definitely hitting that. So Chubb is definitely on my radar, radar especially against a Raiders defense that is not good against the run. All right, Mike, we'll throw the same question to you. Let's first start with uh, the way that the Browns are currently constructed. Who are you looking at at this side of the ball? Are you as interested in, in Nick Chubb, 7,900, second highest priced running back on the slate? And it seems like uh, there's a very clear top four. There's Cook, there's Chubb, there's Josh Jacobs, there's David Montgomery. So you don't have to play Chubb, but obviously he is an option. Yeah, no, the running back spot is absolutely loaded. I mean, I, I think that there's a pretty good chance you're playing three of them uh, using the flex spot, um, you know, depending on where you want to go. Otherwise, it's double tied in for me, actually, because I like some of the value there. Uh, as far as the Brown side, though, I like Nick Mullins. Uh, and the reason I like Nick Mullins is because he's got, in what, in my opinion, it's a friendly matchup against the Vegas Raiders here. Uh, and he's still going to have a number of weapons. He could still dump the ball to the backs. He's obviously healthy. He hasn't been beat up yet this year. When you get backups coming in, it's what, you know, it's not surprising when some of them play well for a very short period of time. They haven't been hit yet this year. They're healthy. They're feeling good. I like the fact that Wyatt Teller is back. I think that helps the run game a lot. It also helps the pass protection for him a lot. But it's really just going to come down to an ownership game at this point. Um, he's going to be the lowest owner quarterback of the four on the slate he also happens to be cheaper than justin fields uh just allows you to do different things with the lineup so i'm going to go ahead and take that bet i'll be playing nick mullins as long as he is in and active uh of course i'll play multiple lineups and have other qbs but i'll have him i'll be pairing him with david and joku and then as far as the receivers go uh people's jones you could play richard higgins if you want to i i like both of them uh but i will certainly be overweight to the field on the cleveland browns uh, on the slate and, and Frank, one thing to point out, because I think a lot of people who end up listening to this are going to be like, well, why would I play Nick Mullins when I can just pay up for Justin Fields? It's only 400 more. I can find that super easily on this slate. And, and that's kind of the problem. That's exactly what every single person is thinking. So to make your lineup, let's say you want to play the chalk running backs that we're going to discuss. Nick Chubb is, is included in that. And you want to play some chalk other, you know, there's going to be some chalk on the slate. It's only a two game slate. And there's a lot of people that just pop. Well, all those people playing Justin Fields, you know, that that's just going to be a chalky lineup. So Nick Mullins is one way to play a lot of the chalk running backs and make sure your lineup is a lot different than everybody else. See, I just realized that I think your TV is the glare is is bouncing off of a picture in the background here. And yes. I'm able to like watch the game while we're talking this out. So You're welcome. This, yeah. This yeah. Is, see, that's I'm, I'm doing so for, for the people listening too. so you just just watch uh, what's going on in the Magic Johnson uh, Larry Bird shot and you can get two birds, one stone. Very nice. Uh, for some crazy reason, if Baker Mayfield does play, he's 5,400. Uh, see, you mentioned it doesn't really change things that much. But let's just say 
Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, somehow they're activated. How does that change things for you? For me, I mean, I guess it would probably make me shift from a tight end standpoint. I would probably play Jarvis Landry just because he's just going – like I always think of him as an extension of the running game. I I wouldn't be playing Baker Mayfield. I I would go somewhere else. Um, And and for the record, I'll play some Nick Mullins, but I I do have a favorite quarterback, and his name is not Nick Mullins. It's going to be the guy that I think a lot of other people are going to like. But no Baker for me, but I'd probably include Jarvis in some of my lineups. All right. For the Raiders, we know that they have the two big names on their side of the ball. Obviously, again, Darren Waller is out or else it would be three big names. But Hunter Renfro, we know he's balling out right now. He's 6,500. Josh Jacobs, only 6,300. And his role in the past game has been massive recently. Four plus targets in six straight games. Uh, Mike, how are we feeling about Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs in the spot? Uh, I mean, I love Hunter Renfro. He's obviously going to be one of the most popular players on the slate. But uh, I mean, in terms of like medium projection on there, he got him right up there next to Justin Jefferson. Uh, I I think that you could easily make the case that he's the highest scoring receiver on this slate. Uh, Again, it's a very, very, very small slate, but he will be the priority in there. Um, We know Minnesota is going to be popular as well with with Justin Jefferson, but Hunter Renfro definitely uh, in the majority of the lineups. And then as far as Jacobs, I'm not super interested in Jacobs. I think a lot of people end up falling that way, especially if they try to get more exposure to the Minnesota side. So I just think it's going to be a little bit more of a popular build uh, for the general public. So because of that, you know, it's not a slate where there's only two to three good running backs. I mean, you could make a case that there are four for sure viable running backs that you can play here. So I I think I'm most likely going to be under on Jacobs to the field over on Renfro uh, and, and get a little different like that. All right, so you're not looking to play... Let's say you're playing cash games. You're not looking to play both. It's probably more just Renfro than both of them, right? Yeah, Renfro in first. Uh, There's a chance that both get in there. Uh, It's going to depend on some of the inactives tomorrow. If they both get in there, it'll be a scenario where I have Jacobs, Chubb, and then Dalvin Cook at the flex where I'd be playing all three. Uh, I don't envision the scenario where I play Josh Jacobs without Nick Chubb, and I'm for sure playing Dalvin Cook. All right. Derek Carr is 6,200. Seems a little bit expensive. He is the second second highest priced quarterback on DraftKings on this slate. Uh, we do have some punt options here at the bottom uh, on the Raiders side of things. Zay Jones is 3,500. He played 84% of the snaps back in week 14. Foster Moreau filling in for Darren Waller is 3,800. See ya. What do you think about Derek Carr, his price tag? Uh, any of these other punt options here on the Raiders side of things? I like Derek Carr just from a contrarian standpoint, because I I think everybody is sort of off the train that that, like anybody other than Hunter Renfro can score fantasy points uh, on this team. And and that actually has borne out the last what two weeks. Hunter Renfro has 54 fantasy points in the last two weeks, and the Raiders have only scored 24 points. I mean, it kind of seems impossible. Like he is literally all the production. So I I think Carr is an interesting contrarian play, uh, perhaps with Hunter Renfro, because I think people will just be taking Hunter Renfro from from this game. And by the way, I think Jacobs is probably of the big four running backs. I think he'll be the least popular of the four. I could be wrong. It might be David Montgomery. But I think given the matchup, David Montgomery versus the Vikings defense, I I think Jacobs could end up being kind of low owned. And because most people are going to be trying to jam in Chubb, Cook, and David Montgomery, Jacobs could be a nice way to kind of just slightly shift that. Yeah, I, it's kind of interesting because my first read on on this slate was playing three of the four running backs, like you guys mentioned, but not playing Nick Chubb. I don't know why. That was just mm-hmm. that was the first thought that popped in my head. Maybe it's because Jacobs is catching the ball as much as he is, and obviously on DraftKings, the PPR helps him out. But 
yeah, that, that was the first place that my mind went. Uh, Mike, anything else you wanted to add on like these lower punt options for the Raiders? Uh, I mean, look, if you want to play Foster Moreau, you can. Uh, that's probably where I would go, especially with such as of right now with what we know about the Browns, I think it's pretty clear the consensus tight end play is going to be David Njoku. So I think you get some direct pivot at that point. Uh, if you're willing to fade one of the running backs, like say you want to fade Cook maybe and play Justin Jefferson for sure with Renfro, you could play both of the tight ends. You can play Njoku and Foster Moreau. Again, not something with those two caliber of players you're likely doing on a main slate. Usually on a main slate when you're double tight end, you're paying up for someone like Kelsey Kittle or Mark Andrews and treating them as a fourth wide receiver. Uh, but on this slate, again, the ownership and the, the, the number of players overall, it actually is a very legitimate strategy. And I'll, I'll play my normal five lineups, and I can tell you one of them will have both Njoku and Foster Moreau in it. All right, let's move on to this next game here. The Vikings at the Bears. This is the traditional Monday night football game. The Vikings are six and a half point favorites with a 44 and a half point total. On the Vikings side, there are three players on the COVID list. Alexander Madison, D.D. Westbrook, Daniil Hunter, and obviously a big injury here with Adam Thielen. He is questionable dealing with that ankle injury. He was a DNP all week long. So I personally think it's more of a doubtful than questionable, but I guess we'll see uh, once he tests it out before the game. On the Bears side of things, 17 players and coaches on the COVID list, including Allen Robinson, Andy Dalton, uh, safety to Sean Gibson, and cornerback Jalen Johnson. Obviously, a few other names, but uh, those are the big ones there that I think we need to mention. The two most expensive players on this slate come on the Vikings side of things, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. They're each 8,500 over on DraftKings. See, are you trying your best to just jam both of these guys in there? Because... I mean, it's not impossible because we have like some quarterback value and tight end value or whatever. But, uh, you know, you're you might have to make some decisions here between those two. Let me ask you, because I'm not sure I heard you correctly. As far as Jalen Johnson is concerned, is he playing tomorrow? Did you say he was in the COVID protocols? He is on the COVID list. Uh, okay. The last that I saw, I I'll I'll check it again. But, yeah, I believe he's on the COVID list. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting he shadows, but but I, I definitely think that's important when it comes to Justin Jefferson in terms of how much I want to play Justin Jefferson. I mean, the reality is it's hard for me not to play Dalvin Cook here. And the way I've constructed the, the two lineups that I've made so far, I haven't gotten to Justin Jefferson. Um, I'm wondering how popular he will be relative to Dalvin Cook. But so far, I haven't gotten to him. But my my assumption there was that Jalen Johnson was playing and that with Thielen out, Jalen would be seeing a lot of Justin Jefferson. So that's something I need to look into and, and wait for some some news on. For me, Jefferson hasn't made it into my builds yet because I think it's going to be the Dalvin Cook show. All right, so this is from ChicagoBears.com. This was on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Bears put Jalen Johnson to Sean Gibson on the COVID list. So that is official. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Mike, how about you when it comes to uh, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson? Are you trying to find ways to get both of them in there, or do you have a lean when it comes to one versus the other? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'll be playing them all three combos, basically. Uh, I have them both in there for now. Um, again, I'm very clear about paying down for Nick Mullins. Uh, I've got Njoku. Uh, I've got Hunter Grimfro in there, and then you're basically punting, uh, you know, taking the cheapest defense. That's another comment I'll make, general slate strategy. Defense doesn't matter in this one. Um, play any of them and don't be afraid to literally play a defense against four offensive players if you want to. Like I'd consider playing the Bears defense against Alvin Cook and Justin Jefferson here. Uh, there's just so few defenses. They all are very similar price points. So that that's definitely something that I would consider doing. Um, but yeah, I, I like 
Dalvin Cook. I don't know how you can't, especially if Madison's going to be out and not behind him. Uh, I think it's obvious heavy workload for him. As far as Justin Jefferson, I think that C is correct in that out of all of the big spins, and we're going to call the big spins, you know, basically all the running backs, Hunter Renfro, Justin Jefferson, he's going to be the odd man out because he's $2,000 more expensive than Hunter Renfro. And Hunter Renfro gets to play the game first. Uh, generally, just more security in that for a lot of people. So definitely going to be having a lot more Justin Jefferson than the field and hoping that they're somehow able to limit Dalvin Cook in any way. But I, I think that if you can get Justin Jefferson and Hunter Renfro in your lineup on a site like DraftKings that obviously rewards for catching the ball on the PPR site, I, I think that you're definitely on a path to getting different. You know, in this slate, is getting different going to win? We will see, but definitely something I'm looking to do on a very small slate. All right. On the Viking side, outside of Cook and Jefferson, we do have Kirk Cousins, who's 6,800 over on DraftKings. He's the highest priced quarterback. Again, I'm assuming that Adam Thielen is going to be out if he's out. KJ Osborne is 4,500. Tyler Conklin, 4,200. They both seem uh, reasonably priced. See, what do you think about the Vikings outside of Cook and Jefferson. Yeah, I like KJ Osborne a lot. Obviously, if Thielen is out, the problem with Conklin, I actually think Conklin's a pretty good tight end, but he just doesn't see the see the targets. He's definitely boomer bust from a touchdown standpoint um, because that's what you have to lean on with him. But again, on this slate, I don't really mind that. Uh, I, I think that's okay. I don't know that I'm going to be playing Conklin because there's other tight ends I like, like David Njoku or Cole Komet. Um, but I do like KJ Osborne. So I think when you're trying to fit in one of those low-end receivers, we talked about it, Donovan Peoples-Jones might be a play. KJ Osborne, now that I think about it, he's a little bit more expensive, probably a better play. And then, of course, you mentioned the punts like Zay Jones and some of those some of these other guys we might talk about on the Chicago side. Uh, I know Mike just brought one up at the beginning of the show, Jakeem Grant, Demir Bird is there. So, it, you know, when it comes to these punt options, of the ones I like the most, it probably is KJ Osborne. And then it's kind of everybody else is tied behind him. All right, Mike, on the Bears side, Justin Fields is just 5300 and I think because of that price tag, and the last time we saw him was primetime. He kind of melted down in that second half, but overall, he had a good game. I, the touchdowns yeah. were kind of fluky. You know, one of them was just like a little like handoff kind of pass, but he still had 74 rushing yards, which you do love to see from a fantasy perspective, from a DFS perspective. So uh, where you at on Justin Fields? I think because of this price tag, he's going to be pretty, pretty popular. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be pretty popular. The rushing floor certainly helps uh, on a slate like this, but uh, I'll, I'll play him. Um, you know, I so one strategy, again, not to make it a more general strategy thing, but one thing I highly recommend on this kind of slate too, uh, you do have to use players from both games, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So like say I don't want much of the Cleveland and, and the Vegas game, I can play the Browns defense or the Raiders defense and then build every other player from the other game, right? So you can stack up games. I'll be doing that quite a bit. Um, but as far as the Bears, like, I'll definitely have fields because I'll be doing that. But I'm most interested in the cheap receivers. It's going to be Jakeem Grant uh, and Bird. I, I think they're both undervalued. I think they're probably better values than the Cleveland wide receivers. I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Nick Chubb in that game. Uh, and I'd rather take the value with the tight end and Njoku. So I'll be electing to play the the Bears side of it as I think that the game script's going to really allow for that. I'm pretty confident that the uh, Minnesota side is going to be able to put up some points and, and create that negative game script for fields. Um, so that's what I'd like to find myself in. I, I think there are scenarios where the Raiders aren't having a great game and Cleveland simply doesn't have to throw the football as much uh, if they are having success on the ground with Chubb. So 
for me on the Bears side, it's Jakeem Grant is easily the focus. But I will say Darnell Mooney is in that category of if you want to take a shot in a tournament on fading Hunter Renfro, fading Justin Jefferson, he's another one of those players that in a non-insignificant number of simulations can easily match those two players. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, his price tag, it's not great, 5,500, but it's a really good matchup going up against his Vikings secondary. And, you know, he is a big play receiver. So definitely someone in per, uh, in the player pool when it comes to tournaments, larger field GPPs, things like that. Uh, see ya, David Montgomery. We'll just kind of wrap up with him. He's 5,900. He's the fourth highest priced running back on the slate. He's coming off a game with 16 touches, seven targets, likely could be playing from behind. Not really sure it matters. He played like 84% of the snaps back in week 14. Uh, where does he rank for you just in terms of like value at the position? Yeah, I like him quite a bit, actually. He's, I probably have him third. I have Jacobs fourth, but I think Jacobs might be the better sort of contrarian option in, in lineup builds. I, I think Mon- I think this whole offense goes through David Montgomery. I think, you know, in this game, it's going to be either Justin Fields or David Montgomery that have a big game here. They both could. You know, I I, I could see a scenario where, where they both go off and you could just actually stack the running back with the quarterback. Super interesting game. The, the, the Vikings defense is really banged up. Secondary is bad. The, the, the defensive line, even with if some of these guys come back from COVID, uh, they still have some guys missing. So I actually think this could be a big game for David Montgomery and Justin Fields. And when I say that, I mean through the ground, through the ground attack, rushing attack. All right, Mike, anything else you'd like to add about David Montgomery? Uh, no, it's going to be very interesting. You know, follow us on Twitter. I'll, I'll send a tweet or two out tomorrow when I have some more accurate projections on that. But making the correct call between Montgomery and Jacobs is likely going to be the difference in, especially if you're playing cash games, it's going to be the difference whether you fall on the right side of it or the wrong side of it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap there for Sia and Mike. I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching this uh, bonus edition of Fantasy Football Today DFS. And I'm thinking there's a chance that we'll, we'll do this for the, uh, for the Tuesday slate as well. So if we do, we will see you then.